your identity, that's where things change. You say, in the name of Jesus. You're not saying, in the name of Jesus. You're saying, in the name. Why? Because everything that's within you is backing that up. All of heaven backs it up because all of heaven backs you up. It is unparalleled authority and power that we have in the name of Jesus. You may have heard me bring a message of, the, of, of this sort before. You may have heard others bring a message of this sort before. But I'm going to decree over each and every one of you that your ears will be open tonight to hear the truth and that you're going to hear and you're going to receive more because knowledge, which puffs up, but love is going to build up. God wants you to increase not only in the knowledge, but in the love of God and how you apply it. The application part is very, very important. So basically, it boils down to this. You can have a lot of understanding, a lot, a lot of knowledge, but until it becomes revelation, it's not yours. You don't really walk in it until, you, until it becomes revelation. I have a revelation. When we come here to church, I expect God to move. If he doesn't move, I'm wondering why. When I pray for the sick, I expect them to be healed. Do you? Like, I mean really expect them to be healed. Like, if they're not healed, you're wondering why. You're like, this is not normal. This is not the way it's supposed to be because this is not the way it is in, the, in heaven, right? So, so we press in because there's nothing but total faith for what the Word of God promises us, which is life, and health, and abundance. Now, I can't come against your... If, if there's um, opposition on your end, if there's resistance on you, I can't, you know, that's your will. But from this position, I want you to know, every single one of you, even when you go out and you pray for the sick, you have to have total and complete belief that there is no other way that this should go other than they will be healed. Because the Bible says you will lay your hands upon the sick and they shall be healed. They will recover. They shall be healed. They will recover. They shall be healed. You will lay, you, it says that you're going to cast out demons. You are casting out demons. You, as a believer, this is your job. This is your role. This is your assignment. This is the authority God has given you. But you have to have a revelation of that. So I want to talk to you about the name of Jesus. Because it's all under the name of Jesus. We do what we do in the power of the name of Jesus. Amen? The name with unparalleled authority and power is the name of Jesus. Jesus himself inherited this name from Almighty God. Think about that for a minute. Jesus himself inherited that name from Almighty God. Let the revelation start to flow. Let the scales fall from eyes. Let them hear and let them add to their learning. Proverbs 18.10 says this. That the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord, strong tower. The righteous run to him. They are safe. The name of the Lord. The Israelites considered that name so powerful and so holy, they reverenced it so much that they wouldn't even pronounce it. They wouldn't even pronounce it. They wouldn't even pronounce the name. Why? Because they understood something. The weight that it carried, the power that it carried. They understood, and sometimes that can get lost, that understanding in our culture, that can get lost. 
They understood the power and the authority and the weight of holiness that Jesus carried, the name of Jesus carried. The name which was inherited by God, which cannot be measured for his power, for his power and his greatness cannot be measured. It's beyond the ability to measure. That's powerful. When you look at Philippians 2, 9 and 10, when you, yeah, Philippians 2, 9 and 10, God also has highly exalted him, Jesus. God also has highly exalted him, Jesus, and has given him the name. Say he's given him the name. Not just any name and not just a name, but the name. He's given him the name, which is above every name. The name of Jesus is above every name. The name of Jesus was inherited. God gave it to him, his inheritance. Follow along, because you're going to connect the dots in a minute. God has also highly exalted him and given him the name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, the things in heaven, the things on earth. We know that every tongue was also going to confess Jesus Christ is Lord, right? So the most powerful name that was obtained by inheritance is also your inheritance. The most powerful name that was obtained by an inheritance, God gave him that name, it's also your inheritance. Say, it's my inheritance. Tell it to the person next to you. The name of Jesus my inheritance. It's Jesus's inheritance, but it's my inheritance. It's your inheritance. How many of you guys know what an inheritance is? How many of you guys, how many of you guys uh, wait and, and, and how many of you guys really want to, to have a great inheritance? Let me put it that way. Yes. How many of you believe that you already have one in Christ? And some of you have an inheritance here on earth. But we have an inheritance in Christ that will never be shaken and it will never be robbed from you. It is yours in Christ. And it is in the name. It is in the name of Jesus. Yeah, so you're getting the revelation, I can tell. See, when you start to get the revelation, it becomes applicable in your life. It becomes applicable. You're going to use that name in a name in a way that you didn't previously use it because you didn't know it was available to you. When you know it becomes available to you, you start using that name differently because in your mindset, uh, there is nothing that's going to block the ability of God's power to move because it's not a if, it's a absolute must. Oh, you're not hearing me here tonight. It's not an if, it's an absolute must because Jesus already paid the price, right? He's already paid, right, Amal? So if he's paid the price, and this is our inheritance, it's your inheritance, what are you doing with your inheritance in the name of Jesus? Because the problem is, is that the enemy gets in there between your ears and robs you of what's rightfully yours if you let him. If you let him. But you're not going to let him. You're going to increase in the understanding of who you are and what you have. Amen? Hallelujah. You receive the right to use this all-powerful name as yours by divine inheritance. How did you receive it? You didn't earn it. You didn't do anything to earn it.
earned it other than when you said yes to Jesus. When you said yes to Jesus, that was your divine inheritance. And according to Romans 8, 17, you and I are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Is this not what the word says? We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Say, I'm an heir of God and I'm a joint heir with Christ. Joint heir. You're a joint heir. That means you have been grafted in so the inheritance that is actually already yours because of Christ, now you walk in. Now it's yours. Now the revelation is becoming more and more and more. And when you have revelation in something, you have the power to apply it. That's why I started off by saying you have the power to apply what you understand. Not just head knowledge, but revelation knowledge, right? Glory to God. Thank you, Father. And every place and in any person, because I'm seeing people getting the revelation here tonight, and that's wonderful. Glory to God. If any of you are stuck and can't hear, not able to really process, I take authority over any deaf and dumb spirit. I command any deaf and dumb spirit to be removed because we are not here to waste time. I'm here to deliver a message. I'm here to move in the spirit. I'm here to allow the glory of God to move through me. You're here because you want to receive, you want to grow, you want to move forward. So in the name of Jesus, I take authority over any deaf and dumb spirit, and I command it to be silenced, and I command it to leave. Any spirit of rebellion, I command it to leave in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something. When you know who you are in Christ, there's no fear in you. There's no fear in you. I don't care what you're looking at. There's no fear in you because there's no fear in Christ. Do you think Jesus was afraid when he came, across, came upon some demons? Do you think that he was wondering what was he going to do? No. He already knew who he was. Do you know who you are? I'm trying to convey to you the inheritance that you have in Christ. I'm trying to convey to you the inheritance that when you recognize that it belongs to you, that you're going to walk differently and you're going to expect more and you're going to see more. You're going you're to see what you expect. What you believe is what you receive. What you see is what you expect. If you expect just a little bit, a little bit is all you're going to get. But if you expect the fullness of God, you're going to have that overwhelming, abundantly, the increase of God in Ephesians 3.20 kind of God, which is on your side. Amen? Okay, let's keep going. So Romans 8, 17 says that you and I are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Therefore, the name of Jesus belongs to us. Listen to this. It belongs to us just as much as it belongs to Jesus. The name, that wonderful name, the inheritance that that name gives us, it belongs to us, us just as much as it belongs to Jesus. Stay with me because I believe more people are going to get the revelation in a minute for what we're going, where we're going tonight, for where we're going tonight. Amen? Hallelujah. So here is the revelation. We are not only authorized to use his name. You've heard people say that, that we're authorized to use the name of Jesus. And that is true. We are. But we are not only authorized to use his name. We are also named after him. We are named after him, and we carry legal rights to use that name. We are named after our maker. Sherry, you're named after your maker. 
You know, just like you're named after your father, when you're, you know, your last name, you take on the last name, right? When you're born, you're born into a family, but then you get married. And when you get married, you know, you typically take the last name of your husband. You get married, you take on that name, right? But when you got married to Christ, uh, because in, in Isaiah 54, 5, uh, we maybe can put that scripture up, but it talks about us being married to your maker. You're married to your maker. You're married in Christ. When you're married in Christ, to Christ, your maker is your husband. Say, your ma my maker is my husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. The Lord of hosts is his name. Isaiah 54, 5. The Lord of hosts. There it is. Your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your redeemer is the Holy One, the Holy One of Israel. He is called the, the, he is called the God of the whole earth. Your maker is your husband. When you become, for those that are married, right, you take on the name of your husband, right? So in other words, you are now known as so-and-so's in, in, their, in, their, in their inheritance. You have what they have, right? Like in other words, when you sign a check in your new name, your married name, and when you go to the bank, the bank doesn't question whether you have the legal right to cash that check because it's your name. It is your name. And so now, when you become in Christ, when you are saved and you are in Christ, you have now taken the name of Jesus. So it's not just the authority and the power, but it is knowing that now you carry the identity. Let me tell you, identity in this is is really where it is, because otherwise you got people that are walking in false forms of authority and false forms of power, and it's void of power because their identity isn't where it needs to be. It's still in an old mindset. It all begins and ends in the mind. It's a mindset. Say it's a mindset. But I'm going to set my mind on the will of God. I'm setting my mind on the truth of God. My inheritance is his inheritance. My maker is my husband. I carry his name. So the revelation is not only is it authority and power that we have in his name, but it's identity. Say identity. Yeah, and that identity is in Christ. Exactly. And, and, but it's not just in Christ. It's in the name. So when I say, in the name of Jesus, I am speaking forth uh, who I am in Christ. When the devil hears you talk about the name of Jesus, He's afraid because he recognizes that name. Jesus is the head, right? And, and we're the body. You have a head, you have a body. Jesus is the head. He's the head of the church. We are the body. We're the body of Christ. We should not separate the head from the body. When you see, when I see you, I don't see your head and your body is somewhere else. I don't look at you and go, oh, well, here's his head, but here's his body. It's one. We are to be one with Christ. He's to be the head. We are the body of Christ. When we walk in this understanding, we know that when I walk in, Jesus just walked in. When you walked in, Jesus just walked in because he's the head and I'm the body. And you don't separate the head from the body. You, can't, you don't separate your head from your body. We don't know you because of your, your hands or your feet, right? We know you because of your head. 
Oh, come on, people. Somebody get the revelation here tonight. You're known because of your head. Who is your head? Jesus is the head. You're known because of your head. Who do you think knows this? Who do you think knows this? Yes, God, but Satan, and he's so afraid because when he sees you in identity, not just walking in power and authority, you need to know and walk in your power and authority, but identity must be present. Pay attention up here because let me tell you something. You don't want to miss the message. I don't care if there's distractions in the back of the room, okay? We know this one thing. There's freedom in this house for those that want it. But right now, we're bringing forth the Word of God, and we're not going to have interruptions in the Word of God. The Word is holy. And we're going to hear the Word, and we're going to listen to the Word, and we're going to add to our learning. So it's your job to make sure your eyes are up here and not everywhere else. Thank you. So Jesus is our name. He is the name that we take on. He's the head. We are the body. When we speak and we pray in the name of Jesus, that's why we say in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you, it's not just a phrase that you tack on to the end of your prayer. Oh, you didn't say the name of Jesus. Oh, let me say in the name of Jesus. So it's a legit prayer. That's superstition. That's just a waste of time. Don't be doing that. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, I got to say it in the name of Jesus or it's not valid. You missed it. You missed it completely. We are not going to miss it in this church. The reason that we use the name of Jesus, that phrase, it's important to use that phrase, but not because, oh my gosh, your prayer is not going to work because I missed using it. The reason that we need to use that phrase is because it's our inheritance and it is what Satan sees and what Satan flees. It is what he sees and what he flees in the name of Jesus. When he hears you decree and declare in the name of Jesus and you know it, it's your identity. It's not just the authority and the power that you walk in, but it's your identity. When you know it, because it's your identity, that's where things change. You say, in the name of Jesus. You're not saying, in the name of Jesus. You're saying, in the name. Why? Because everything that's within you is backing that up. All of heaven backs it up. Because all of heaven backs you up. It's powerful. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Some people today are getting an upgrade. You're getting an upgrade. The Bible says we're to submit to God. We're to resist the devil, and he shall flee, James 4, 7. He shall flee. No devil on your watch should be allowed to roam around because the word says he shall flee. He shall flee. He shall flee. Say it over yourself. He shall flee. He shall flee. We won't tolerate anything other than that. He shall flee. And the problem is sometimes lies in the fact that people want God or Jesus to do what he actually already has done. But he is saying, "Uh uh-uh, nope, you do it. You do it. Use my name. Walk in my authority. Speak to it. Don't be fragmented. I see too many Christians fragmented. They know the lingo because they've been told. 
but they don't walk in the identity or in the authority because there's fragmentation. There's still too much fear. There's still not the revelation of who they are in Christ. So therefore, they walk with less than when God is offering them the fullness. So right now, if that's any of you, I decree right now, wherever there is less than, I take authority over that mindset, over lack. I command that to go, over fragmentation. I command that to go. I decree the increase of God's presence over your lives. For the two of you guys, I know I'm going to pray for you guys at the end, if you are both willing, because the Spirit of the living God wants me to minister to you both. You got the white sweatshirt and you've got the pink sweatshirt. God wants me to minister to the two of you when I'm done with the message. But I'm telling you right now, there's something that God's going to shift in your life. And it's something that he's going to do in your life. I'm saying this in the authority of Jesus right now. That God is doing a work right now in your life. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we're not going to ask God to do what he's told us we're supposed to do. He said, use my name. He said, go and, and heal the sick. He says, use my name. Go and cast out demons. Use my name. Go and preach the gospel. Use my name. Use my name. Use the name of Jesus. But in reality, it is now your name. Say, it's my name because of the inheritance that I received in Christ. Hallelujah. So the revelation here is, is we don't just have authority, church. We have authority. We have power. But we have the identity. I carry the identity of Christ. You carry the identity of Christ. It belongs to you. In other words, you've been marked out by that name. Say, I've been marked out by that name. It's an all-powerful name. And in John 14, 13, it says, and I've got the amplified version here. It says, and I will do, I myself will grant, whatever you ask in my name as presenting all that I am. Jesus is presenting all that he is. He says, I will do. I myself will grant, amplified. Whatever you ask in my name, what are you asking in the name of Jesus? Whatever you ask in my name, he says, all that I am, so that the Father may be glorified, he says, and exalted in and through the Son, he says, and I will do all that you ask in my name. He's going to do it, but he is waiting on you to be focused, fixed, and not easily swayed or even straying from the truth. Glory to God. So I decree over you that through the name of Jesus, you have victory, you have power, and you have the identity that you belong to Christ and you're going to do things God's way. I decree that over you right now, that in that name of the name of Jesus, which is the most powerful name, there is no other name that's above his name. No other name. But he's given it to us. He's given it to us. What are you doing? It's like somebody that gives you this gift that you can't put a price on. You cannot put a price on it. What are you doing with this gift? What are you doing? For those of you that are believers in this room, what are you doing with the gift of using his name? And if you're not a believer, today is a great day to get saved. Today is a great day to get saved. Is there anybody in this room that has never committed their life to Christ? Just wave your hand. You have never committed your life to Jesus Christ. Wave your hand. You've all committed your life to Jesus, yes? Okay, so what are you doing with the name that has been given to you, the, uh, the authority, the power, and the identity? 
today, from this day forward, I believe you're going to walk a different way. I believe you're going to walk with a greater level of expectation. I really want you to have this mindset. When you walk in the room, Jesus literally walked in with me because he is the head and we are the body. And when you see it that way, you're going to see yourself with, with the head, with Jesus. So they see you. Well, they see Christ in you when you walk in the room. But I want you to see that. No one else will see it until you see it because you have to believe it first in order for you to walk in that level of authority. Amen? So I decree that through the name of Jesus that you have victory and power over every sickness, over every disease, over every demon spirit that's trying to bombard you. I decree in the name of Jesus, you have authority over that spirit. You have authority. And over everything that tries to bombard your life, I cancel every place of lack. In the name of Jesus, every place of poverty, in the name of Jesus, I cast it out. Every place of poverty. I call you all of our bills paid in full. Bills paid in full. Total and complete because the Lord God is a supplier. He's my supplier. He's your supplier. And he, he knows how to supply for his children. He knows how to take care of his children. Hallelujah. The word says in Ephesians 3.20, unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly say exceedingly abundantly above all above all that we ask or think whatever you ask whatever you think exceedingly abundantly above exceedingly abundantly way more than you have asked for way more than you were even thinking about god says i want to establish for you he says exceedingly abundantly above everything you have asked for everything you have even thought of he says i am here and i am the i am the god that wants to supply more than you're even asking more than you're even asking but i want you to learn to use my name i want you to learn to use my name because because some people are waiting for god to do what god says you need to do call it in pull it down from heaven call it in decree it so Decree it so. You call it in. For anyone that may not have that right now, that understanding, or maybe they're, oh, it's kind of embarrassing, or they're uncomfortable, get over that. Just get over that because you're allowing the enemy to rob you. You're allowing him to rob you. So when I think about the name of Jesus, that name, that wonderful name, number one, I love the name of Jesus. We sing that name all the time because we love that name, don't we? Oh my goodness, lover of my soul. We love the name of Jesus. It's like honey on our lips. We love